Good morning, everyone. It's Lee Henson, President and Founder of Agile Dad, and it's time for today's episode of The Daily Stand-Up. So without any further ado, let's get started. It's Friday. We made it through another week, an amazing week where we had lots of good things happen. I hope that you're having just as fantastic a week as I am. Um, today is Friday where we talk about our Agile, not-so-Agile stories. And I wanted to talk to you about five cases of what I consider to be inspired leadership. So leadership has been a topic that's on my mind a lot lately because I've done a number of leadership sessions with some clients recently, and they've been very well received. But I thought we'd talk about you know, some really inspirational stories that help change the way that people view things and help with diversity, inclusion, culture, and those type of things, but, but things that really define heroes or leaders in my eyes. So the first one I'd like to talk about is uh, leadership through compassion. And this one dates back to Princess Diana. So in the 1980s, just to set the stage, AIDS arrived on a world stage. It was a new frightening disease, which had no cure, and it was rampaging through communities and countries. People, people at that point, they believed you could catch AIDS from touching someone who had it, even sitting on the same toilet seat. Sufferers were shunned, and up to 50% of the people polled in the United States believed that those with AIDS should be quarantined and locked away. Um, that all changed on April 19th of 1987. Princess Diana, at the time one of the most famous people in the world, opened up uh, a first unit in the UK that was dedicated to treating people with HIV or AIDS. And during her visit, she took time to shake the hands of a patient without wearing gloves. And this totally changed people's perception of AIDS and an epidemic forever. And I'm grateful for her because I personally have known people who are affected by HIV and by AIDS. And what I can tell you is it's good to know that there are people out there who understand and who listen to science and who are willing to take a chance or make a risk, uh, make a risk, take a risk or make a, cha- make a change so that they can show the world that things aren't exactly as they are perceived. That empathy, that love that she showed was just fantastic. And that, that in my mind is a good example of leadership through empathy. If we're talking about leadership through survival, uh, we want to talk about Malala Yousafzai's campaign for female education. So Malala grew up in Northwest Pakistan, uh, where the Taliban had often banned girls from attending school, and she became a vocal supporter for female education when a Taliban gunman shot shot her three times in the head in an assassination attempt. Think about that. She survived, and the attack provoked worldwide outrage, and in Pakistan, it led to ratification of the Right to Education Bill. Since her recovery, Malala has become the youngest person to receive the Nobel Peace Prize. She's addressed the United Nations, met world leaders, and founded a nonprofit Malala Fund. This, to me, is incredible. When you talk about living through it, surviving, being a fighter, doing what you got to do, you know, I'm a huge advocate for equality and for female education, and I just thought that this was an incredible story. So, you know, that, that uplifts me and inspires me to keep fighting, even through the hard times. Uh, leadership through inspiration. And this is the captain obvious one for me, Dr. Martin Luther King. When he gave the I Have a Dream speech, it was just life-changing. Um, he was the most prominent leader for the Amer- American Civil Rights Movement of the 1950s and 60s until he was assassinated brutally in 1968. He modeled his strategy of civil disobedience and nonviolence on the successes of uh, Gandhi. And he also received the Nobel Peace Prize. But I think the thing he'll most be remembered for was on October 14, 1964, he made a speech at, uh, at the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom. 
that continues to inspire people this day to have a dream. You know, black, white, indifferent doesn't matter. I think we all need to be in a position that we can dream. The quote that everyone remembers, of course, that I have a dream, that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Yeah. I think that when we can get rid of these prejudices and get rid of these things around us, it's going to help us really see where we should be. How about leadership through politics? That's not one you might have thought of because, well, most political leaders aren't great. But I want to bring in account Eleanor Roosevelt. So Eleanor Roosevelt was a politician, a first lady, a diplomat, a journalist, and an activist. She served as United States uh, delegate to the UN for seven years, was head of the UN Human Rights Commission, and helped write the, 18, uh, the 1948 UN Declaration of Human Rights. She redefined the role as first lady and led by example, advocating for civil rights for African and Asian Americans, the rights of World War II refugees, and for a greater role for women in the workplace and society. Before her death, she was described as one of the most esteemed women in the world, and her work and legacy still forms cornerstones of our societies today. I mean, that's pretty cool. I do a lot of work with women in the Agile community, but I think that this is just a good example of how even a single woman can make a big change, right? Yeah, you know, can make a big ripple, make a wave. Then we have leadership through camaraderie. It was Luis Rizzoa, the foreman of the 33 men who are trapped in a Chilean mine for 70 days. I don't know if you remember that, but back in 2010, there was a collapse at the San Jose Copper Mine in uh, Northern Chile and it trapped 33 men 700 meters underground. Their foreman immediately recognized the, serious, the seriousness of the accident and took charge, organizing the men for a long-term survival situation and helping them cope mentally with the situation. He made detailed maps of the area to help with the rescue effort and coordinated closely with engineers on the surface. He was the last man to be rescued. He remained cool and calm under pressure, merely remarking, it's been a bit of a long shift. Can you imagine? Wow, it's been a bit of a long shift, 70 days. That I would say, yeah, that's a long shift. Um, how about this one? Leadership through taking a stance. And they bring up Rosa Parks. On the 1st of December 1955 in segregated Alabama, Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat in a colored section of a bus for a white passenger when ordered to do so by the driver. Her non-action had her arrested. She lost her job and received death threats for many years. However, her action became a powerful symbol of the modern civil rights movement and Rosa became an international icon. She went on to organize and collaborate with civil rights leaders, wrote an autobiography, and was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom and the Congressional Gold Medal. The United States Congress called her the First Lady of Human Rights. Sorry. When I talk about this type of leadership, it, it, you can't help but get choked up and a little emotional because these people are so powerful. The next one's one of my, one of my favorite people on the planet. It's leadership through empathy, and it's Jacinda Ardern. So empathy is not the first thing you may think of when you look at a politician, but it's the leadership quality that draws people to Jacinda. The coronavirus pandemic may be the biggest political test facing world leaders for generations. Jacinda Ardern's leadership style in a crisis resonated with people. In March of 2020, she hosted a Facebook Live event ahead of New Zealand's lockdown. Apologizing for a casual dress, she began by explaining she had just put her child to bed and wanted to check in with everyone. Her messages have been clear and consistent, and people have listened. New Zealand has been one of the very few countries in the world that appeared to have successfully managed a pandemic. 
ladies and gentlemen, these are the types of leaders that I think should be running everything today. These are the types of people who are embedded and invested in making a difference. These are the types of leaders who clearly are heroes in their own right. These are the types of leaders who have stepped up and really taken hold of what their situation was. And they didn't look at an obstacle and say, oh, nothing we can do about that. They looked at obstacles and said, how can we overcome them? What can we do to make a difference? How can we be in a position where we can really dig in our feet and you know put our nose to the grindstone and really do something positive? And I think that individually, we need to recognize that we can each make a difference and that we can all be in a better place. But I think it's important for each one of us to understand that it all starts with one. It all starts with one person. And each of these people showed compassion or empathy or leadership that helped make the world a better place. My hope is that one day I can be in a position to do that and that you can too. As always, we encourage you to tune in to the Daily Stand-Up Podcast where you can learn more about leadership topics and plenty of other topics. And we want you to have an amazing weekend. Go out and serve somebody, lose yourself in the service of others, make the world a better place. And as always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, we'll see you on Monday.